Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Conrad, and this show is where we hear the real stories from real people changing the world. From everyday people to the top celebrities, all the conversations are real, raw, and always unscripted. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get to today's guest. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One from my basement still. Uh, As we know, I'll be moving to the junction in Old Hilliard very soon, as soon as my uh, studio is ready. But until then, we're from the basement, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest, and we'll jump right into it. Um, I'm going to go right off the top with uh, uh, his bio. Um, Joining me today is uh, Mike Person, and uh, he's a former nine-year NFL guard. He was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the seventh round of the 2011 Uh, NFL draft. Uh, He played college football at Montana State. In his career, Mike was a member of the Indianapolis Colts, Seattle Seahawks, St. Louis Rams, Atlanta Falcons, and the Kansas City Chiefs. He was the starting guard in the Super Bowl uh, in Super Bowl 54. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, He now resides in Ohio and is the founder and creator of Five Dot Offensive Line Academy, which we will spend some time talking about here tonight. And uh, Mike Person, welcome to Unscripted Podcast. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. This is, I'm excited. It'll be fun. It'll be a good one. (laughs) Absolutely, man. So we just met a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, let's uh, let's just start at the very beginning. I mean, let's go all the way back. It's a throwback Thursday. Actually, we're recording this on Thursday. So it's TBT. Um, Let's start at the beginning. When when did it all start for you for football? So uh, I grew up in a small town in eastern Montana, about 5,000 people. My dad was our high school coach there for 25 years or so. Um, We started football in my hometown in seventh grade, Uh, but I would always go to him, go with him to his practices and stuff. And, you know, I'd be in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and I'd go out there for a week and try and practice with the big guys, you know, with with the high school team. But uh, no, I, I, was around it as soon as I wanted to start being around it. Uh, it was pretty nice. My dad never pushed me one direction or the other. It was just something that one day I think it all started to click and it's like, Hey, I love this game. And I, uh, was just part of it from fifth grade on, you know, helping out being basically a gopher for my dad and his, Mm -hmm. his teams and stuff. But, uh, yeah, started in seventh grade and, Went to Dawson County High School in Glendive, Montana. Ended up going to Montana State. Uh, loved my time there and was lucky enough to have my nine-year career. Yeah. So when did you – did you always start off as a lineman or were you like a quarterback first or tight oh, end never. or ever? <laughs> I, always a lineman. No, that was – that's in my blood, uh, yeah. being an offensive lineman. And, you know, it's not a glamorous position by any means, but I think it's – the most fun position on the field and it's the most entertaining to watch. I, I rarely watch uh, the football when I'm watching the game. I, I always watch guys on the offensive line because that's where my passion is. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of money being spent right now on the offensive Hmm. and defensive line. I mean, we're seeing a free agency, right? Uh, Because every team is only so good as that offensive defensive or defensive line, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that, we make things go. And, uh, I mean, it's obviously nice to have weapons around us, but, uh, the O-line 
in D-line, they, uh, they win the games, they win championships. Absolutely. So when you were um, in high school, so you still went to Montana State, is that, that was, that, was that close to home? Yeah, for Montana, it is. It was about okay. five hours away from home. I mean, that's and that's close. <laughs> that that's close. We, I my hometown's about forty miles away from the North Dakota border. Bozeman's in southwest Montana, yes. and growing up, we'd always go to Butte, which is a six-hour drive from my hometown for Fourth of July and Christmas every single year. Wow! So when you grow up in Montana, you kind of have a your relationship with travel distances is kind of warped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So now you're probably real spoiled. You're, you're probably five minutes from the closest Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The closest Walmart from my hometown was an hour away. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so did you get, does a guy from Montana get recruited heavily? Did, did guys get recruited out of there or, or was it, does it stay pretty local? Uh, it usually stays pretty local between Montana State and University of Montana. Um, we'll have a, guy here or there every year go to the mountain west or have a pac 12 guy uh there's a kid this year that's going to byu i think um but yeah it, it's an under recruit under recruited state mm -hmm. um there's a lot of talent there but you know it it just kind of gets looked over sometimes which it's all right i mean it's great for the two universities the two fcs universities there i was gonna um, say yeah and who, if they kids don't go to Montana or Montana State, if um, they don't get that opportunity, there's five NAIA schools in the state of Montana that recruits pretty heavily, um, yeah. plus a few in North Dakota. So there's plenty of options for kids growing up out there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great place to grow up, that's for sure. Yeah. And I got to think that those schools love it because there's not this. Yeah huge talent pool everybody's right there and they probably want to stay stay local and, and local being five hours as you just said yeah. so you know but but i i gotta think those those colleges gotta love that um because it's no. not like the competition that you have in columbus for you know for a kid uh, no question i mean there's some uh so we played in the big sky conference there's a few big sky schools that are trying to make inroads into montana but um you know the ties to the universities in that state are so deep uh people don't realize it but that rivalry with university of montana it's was top five most intense games i've ever played in well, including the nfl i mean well cat grizz it's the entire state shuts down yeah so it yeah. uh it's a pretty neat thing i i'd highly encourage if anybody gets a chance to go out and watch a game out there at in missoula or bozeman it's uh it's a special place. It's very cool. So from there, um, you, well, you step into Montana State. Now, when you got there, did you start as a freshman or did you have to kind of earn your way earn your way into uh, the starting lineup? So I redshirted my first year. And then my redshirt freshman season, I started eight games, tore my MCL. Hmm. Um, had a little bit of other adversity, uh, which we can talk about in a little bit because that's what I want to teach kids about that come to five dot is yeah. overcoming adversities and stuff, but started eight games, tore my MCL, uh, redshirt sophomore year. I started 11, 12 games, then started every game after that until I graduated. Wow. Um, so I think it came out to be 38 games that I started or something in college and 
was lucky enough. My senior year was first team All American at the FCS level. So, um, and that helped propel me into my NFL career. I didn't know how long that would last. Yeah. You know, I kind of went into it saying, "Let's let's do this. Uh, let's give it a try." But playing nine years, if you would have asked me that ten years ago, I would have laughed in your face <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome well you did have a good career and so uh seventh round and i don't i'm a I'm more of a basketball guy so seventh round is that stuff still on tv at that at that point or is it or yeah is it, it is how's that work they don't announce every pick um but still on tv it was cool seeing my name come across the bottom yeah. of uh bottom of the ticker there on espn um i'll never forget that day that was a special day Coach Harbaugh, he was the head coach in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's the one that actually called me and asked me, how does it feel to be a 49er? And, I mean, I was pumped. I, I was definitely naive going into it, uh, going into my first training camp. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a whirlwind of a day. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> if, if you could have chosen any, any city, and we'll do rapid fire later, but if you could have chosen any city or did you have a dream – announcement that you wished would have come like did you have a favorite team or a team that you really wanted to play for I grew up a Miami Dolphin fan okay oddly enough um but you know playing in San Francisco that that was pretty cool because yeah. I was lucky enough to be there both my rookie year when we went to the NFC championship and then my final year when we went to the Super Bowl yeah and my rookie year all those crowds at Candlestick Stadium were it, it was it was pretty cool it was yeah. uh but yeah it's i was very lucky to play in san francisco that's for sure and kansas city and seattle yeah. really all of them <laughs> yeah yeah and indianapolis isn't i mean there that, yeah. that is a uh, i've never been to san francisco for a game but um, i have been to indianapolis a few times and, and those fans they love their Colts <laughs> and, oh, no and, and there's the, the Jersey per capita in that city yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, it is just a sea of, of, uh, of jerseys. I, they've got a great fan base and they're a classy fan base. Yeah, um, no that question. was my experience though. When I, when no I went, question. they love their football team. They keep it really classy for any fan. And uh, just, a, it's another great NFL city in my opinion. No question. Um, when I was there in 2017, um, I started four games at the end of the year. We were four and 12. So, um, I'm like the attendance wasn't dwindling. You could still see yeah. that passionate fan base that they yeah. still had still stuck behind us. And yeah, it, it was a cool place to play. It was. Yeah. That's awesome. So NFL career, um, what, what, what were some of your highlights personally, not, not on paper, you know, not, not some of the bio that I read, but, but for you personally, what were some of your favorite NFL moments and, you know, achievements? I mean, the obvious one is the Super Bowl, yeah. um, but, you know, I, I've never been a big achievement guy. It, it's what I love about playing is the relationships that you build. Mm -hmm. I mean, growing up in a small town in eastern Montana, I wouldn't have met 90% of the guys that I played with, you yeah. know, and learning about their backgrounds and where they came from. Um, so each team, there's a few guys that you still stay in contact with. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was honestly the hardest part when I retired is uh, finding that camaraderie, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I love being at home with my kids and wife right now. Um, but I think that's a tough transition for anybody who plays, 
yeah. but um, as far as other things, you know, I, I don't know. It's more off the field stuff. I yeah. met my wife because of the NFL. Yeah. Um, we met my rookie year in San Francisco. Uh, I mean, our, our kids have been able to see, I mean, they're obviously really young still, but mm -hmm. they've lived in multiple different cities for, you know, and it, it, uh, it's the off the field stuff that I really look back on yeah. with happiness. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great answer. And I have to think that, um, linemen, I would assume, and, and I've never been a lineman, but, um, I would assume there's a fraternity there on whatever team you play on. Mm -hmm. I got to mm -hmm. think that, that those five guys, uh, in the trenches right there, they go to war together. There's, there's a brotherhood. I, I would think you probably yeah. have some teams that are dysfunctional and maybe there's not, but the good ones, you know, they're yeah. a machine. It's a, it's a wall of just arm in arm. Is that true? Do you think? Yeah, how does, it is. How did you it, go about building that? You know, I, I just think it's all offensive linemen have something in common. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from or what. Um, most of the times, if a kid, kid plays O-line when they're a freshman in high school, it's because he's too big to play any other position. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell my guys that I work with, it's the best position in sports because – it's the only position in sports where your back is to the ball 90% of the time. Oh, true. True. You know? Um, so it, there is that need for guys to gel together and play together. Yeah. And when you're in a room that's like that, I mean, my last two years that I played, that was one of the best offensive line rooms I've ever been in. Just awesome. Man to man. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all, loved each other we'd hang out with each other you know it uh it goes a long way and that's what i try and stress with my guys that i train is you may be here right now as the only member of your team but once you get back to your team it's all five of you working together you yeah. know it's it's not about being recruited you yeah. know it's about enjoying your time with your teammates in high school because that's the purest form of football that you're ever going to play Yep. I once heard an MLB coach say, just be good. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find you, you know, the, just be good. It seems such like a, uh, a funny answer, but it's the truth. They'll find you. Yep. Just be They'll good. Find you. I mean, just you just good. put it on tape, you put your work in and you know, you, you put yourself on tape and they're going to find you, especially yeah. in the area that we live in. Yeah. You know, it, it's, For sure. I, always, I grew up knowing that Ohio was a high school football hotbed. Yeah. Once I actually got here, I coached at Dublin Jerome last year um even in a covid year you could there's a different energy when yeah. you go to a high school football game and the level of competition here it's it's pretty outstanding yeah yeah i bet um and then last question and then i do want to talk five dots so uh last nfl question for now until we get to rapid fire you said your back's to the ball how many times and how hard is it when you have a running back or one of your own teammates or the court, whoever roll up on you? Every time I watch an NFL game, I'm like, how these guys, you know, <laughs> did you ever have that happen to you? And oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, but how do, how do you guys not get hurt more often in that case? Because it happens so often. Oh, I mean, you get hurt most of the time, but it's just that. So I always put the hashtag on all my tweets for five dot O-line mentality. Mm -hmm. And what that is to me is it's getting up and doing your job, no matter what happened the mm. play before, mm. you know, you, you could have gotten your, you could have kicked the guy's butt, but 
you have to go back and do it all over again because you're only as good as your last play. Well, yeah. Um, or, you know, you could give up a sack to Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Are you going to sit there and pout about it? Yeah. Or are you going to fix it the next play? Yeah. And, or else he's just going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's just a mindset of, all right, this is my job. Obviously, if you're too hurt to do it, then have a trainer look at you. I yeah. Mean, be smart about it. But yeah. there's a mindset with O-linemen, with a lot of football players, honestly, in every position is you're going to get nicks and bruises and stuff's going to happen. But do you have the willpower to overcome that, to focus on your job the next play? Yeah. I'm sorry. One more. One a one a question. One more, because you just you just while you were talking, I thought of another. So you are facing an Aaron Donald or uh, a, a Bosa or mm-hmm. whatever you name it. Um, is there ever a point where you're just like, Ugh. like you know, what I mean, or, you know, like you're just looking at because because you just said it. It's like going mm-hmm. to a job you hate every day, <laughs> except mm-hmm. you're doing it in you know in in a football game on a Sunday. I got to think that every play is like going to a job you hate because you. Or, or do you start to pick up tendency? I mean, I imagine get watching film and those kind of things, but mm-hmm. was there ever a time where you were just like, oh, not today, man, not today? Uh, I, just I mean, there, there's definitely times like that. You know, yeah. there's little moments in the game where you may not get the slide to your way and yeah. that guy lines up across from you and you're like, all right, just do what you do. You yeah, know, you, yeah, trust your training. The big thing is if you have a guy like that, don't change a single thing that you do. Mm just because it's that player, you know, it's, you trust your technique, you trust that you've put in your training that you can do it. And, you know, if you don't, it's the next play. Yeah. All right. Next play. Just don't let it happen again. Learn from it. Learn from your mistakes every single time. Um, So it's, there's a lot of mental preparation that goes into it with the film study and stuff. And we'll get to five dot, but that's what I want to teach kids how to do is. Yeah watch film on guys you know not just stare at a screen and say oh look at this guy make this crazy play yeah no how did he make that play how do i stop him from making that play and a guy like aaron donald when you're watching film i mean the dude if he feels you leaning one inch outside he's going to go inside just like that wow and he's he's a special athlete and i it uh it's pretty cool that i got a play against him a handful yeah. of times yeah that's awesome all right let's move on to five dot because that's what we're here for and and i, I think you've already given <laughs> some of the very wisdom that you're probably teaching your guys you've, you've mentioned it a few times so let's really talk about what what when did you start five dot and just just really kind of talk talk to us about five dot because i i could see you almost every day i know mm-hmm. it's at, at the spot athletics is where it's located mm-hmm. and uh you know just beautiful facility and and great for for what you need to do especially it's almost like a collegiate setup mm-hmm. uh, with all the things that you need at your disposal to really train up guys um let's talk about five dot what when did it start and and, and what is five dot for somebody listening to this yeah so uh I texted JL, the owner of the spot, um, towards the end of December, because I was sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> problem. It's unscripted. Good. Because <laughs> I, you know, what I really wanted want to do at some point is coach mm-hmm. uh, NFL or college. But I've made my wife and kids move around enough the past nine years. We've lived yeah. in seven different cities in nine years. Yeah. So I want to give them a home. 
and because mm-hmm. that's what they deserve, you mm-hmm. know, and we love it here. So I was kind of thinking like, huh, should I go back to school, get my master's in education, be a teacher, high school coach and all that. And then I came across, I remembered my buddy who I played with in San Francisco my rookie year. He also played nine years. Um, and he has something very similar down in Arizona that okay. he does. So that's where the inspiration came from. And and towards the end of December, I texted JL. I was like, hey, what do you think about this, about opening up an O-line academy at the spot? Because mm-hmm. that's where I used to train when I played. And he was all for it. So I was just kind of dipping my toe in the water, you know, feeling it out. Is this what I want to do? And the more I started thinking about it, the more I got passionate about it. Yeah. And um, started training my first kids in February. Uh have 13 kids now uh hopefully more for april but Mm -hmm. the name five dot so you can see it on my shirt right here yep yep right there um so when coaches draw their play on a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. you know first thing they put down five five spots for the offensive line yeah and especially for pass plays uh they'll draw all these intricate route concepts you know and for the offensive lineman, there will just be a little line. <laughs> yeah. So our thinking of it was when, when you come to us, you're more than just a dot on a paper. We put a person yeah. in that place. And that's awesome. How to do that job. So yeah. that's very the cool behind it. I love it. I love the concept. And you said, um, and I, I'll tell you, I was there. Is this, this is Tuesday nights. Oh, my, my days are running together. Thursday um, night right now it's thursday now it was it's on tuesday night though right tuesday and sunday monday and wednesday monday (laughs) (laughs) i guess they all run together so whatever night i was there um i I just was sitting there and i was talking to somebody and all of a sudden these these shadows kept going by me and and finally i kind of looked up and i'm like wow i mean (laughs) big dudes coming in and Boy, they, they, the kids just grow big now. I was just, I, I, was, I was blown away by the size of the guys coming in to work with you, but I was also blown away that those guys get to work with you. So it was really cool. Yeah. Like, I'm like, man, this is, I almost wanted to stay and just watch because they were some big dudes. And I'm like, this, this is awesome. Um, yeah. Cause you know, a lot of places, especially where we are, you know, you see the speed guys and the, mm-hmm. you know, you see, you know, and, and it's not often that you see guys that size, but coming in and getting that work in, it was, it was mm-hmm. cool to see. So um, yeah, it very it, cool. uh, it's really neat being able to work with them, you know, that high school kids these days, they're, they're big kids. Yeah. And a lot of the high schools around here, they have their strength programs and mm-hmm. you can tell it pays off, um, you know, and that's part of the reason why I opened this up is there's all these quarterback gurus and mm-hmm. wide receiver coaches and all this and that out there. Mm-hmm. There's not many guys outside of your coaches that do it full time that are invested in developing offensive linemen. Right. And right. I I think it's a perfect fit for me because, you know, that it's, I'm not someone who's just there to get your kid in and get them out. I want to teach them, you know, I want to, I don't just want to teach them about football, but the lessons that football teach you for life, because there's so many things that translate from football to life. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was in San Francisco, the second time around in, in 18 and 19, uh, and when I was in Atlanta, we had 
this group of Navy SEALs come in. Mm. It's called APG, Acumen Performance Group, something like that. Mm-hmm. Great guys. And they taught us about mental stuff, mental training that they would go through. And their motto, I mean, it, it stuck with me from the second that I heard it. And this is what I teach. I tell my guys this all the time. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. It, it doesn't matter making your bed in the morning. Mm. You can do it halfway or you can actually do it because yeah. just something as simple as that, if you're going to do it that the right way, I guarantee you you're going to do your schoolwork the right way. I guarantee you you're going to listen to your coaches the right way and not just shrug off what they're saying. So, um, yeah, it uh, it's just something that I, I'm really excited to help these guys with. Say that again for me. How you do anything is how you do everything. Is that what you said? Yep. Man, that's good. That's really, really good. First time I've ever heard that. Um, and when you guys, so the guys come in, you're, you're doing, like you said, life, life application stuff. Um, and are you doing, are you breaking down film too? I think you said that you guys, you teach them yeah. how to watch film. Do you do some of that as well? Uh, not right now. I need to get my projector set up. Um, in fact, I'm going to do that tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, come the next block, uh, I'm going to offer the film sessions if guys want it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my guys this month, a little taste of it on Monday. Yeah. Uh, and it, I'm going to treat it like a little football school. You know, yeah. it, 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 you'd be surprised how many high schoolers don't know what a three technique is, mm-hmm. um, you know, or an over defense versus an under defense. Mm-hmm. And it's just those bare basics that with every kid that comes in, that's where we start bare basics, bare bones, and we build from there. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that my way is not the only way to be an offensive lineman, but mm-hmm. I've been able to pick up coaching tips from some phenomenal offensive line coaches in the NFL. And yeah, I want to apply that to these guys and share that with these guys. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I was an offensive lineman or had one in my home, this makes perfect sense to me. Cause I, I had that, I had that question for you. I think you answered it. There, there's a ton and they're, and they're great guys. There's quarterback guys, there's speed mm-hmm. guys, there's DB guys, there's wide receiver mm-hmm. guys. Like there's all those things. There's a ton of those guys, especially in this town, especially a lot of former mm-hmm. Buckeyes. They hang a shingle, they make a nice business for themselves. But to your point, I, I mean, I've lived here 20 plus years. Again, I wasn't looking for it. So now I'll probably see four or five of them, but I don't think there is. I don't think there is four or five offensive line academies for those guys, like, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, they're usually dots. I love, I love the concept of the name because that's so true. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, five circles. All right. You got, you know, this guy pulls, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and, and somebody's got to teach, somebody's got to teach the technique that made you successful. I mean, it, yeah. you, and, you know, pushing a sled's not the end of it. There's a lot more to what yeah. you're not sure. That one of the guys that comes in and help me, helps me. Uh, he played at Kentucky and played for a year with the Eagles and, a year or two in the CFL, he put it the best way. He, he coaches high school around here. And he says, he asks his kid, what's the fun part about playing football? And they all say running and hitting. Mm-hmm. And then he res- responds with, yeah, but it's the 96 other th- things that you have to do to get to that point. Yeah. Because yeah. to somebody who hasn't played the position, um, they may think offensive lineman, it's just, hit the guy right in front of you Mm -hmm. well to a certain extent yeah but there's so many more nuances that come into that like Mm -hmm. making sure you're hitting off of your second step when you're run blocking you know Mm -hmm. it 
And as easy as that s- sounds, it's freaking hard. Yeah. I mean, it, I s- still struggle with it to this day. Yeah. And the earlier I can get these concepts into these kids' he- heads, the more beneficial it will be. Yeah. And they'll be practicing that at their high school instead yeah. of just what everybody else is doing that didn't go to the academy. And it doesn't mean everybody's got to go to the academy, but anybody that didn't isn't going to be working on things that will soon become habits. Yeah. Effective habits, right? Isn't that, I think, what you would probably want them to, to do? Yeah, exactly. Effective habits. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And that's if I have a high school coach reach out to me and because one of their kids is coming, I first thing I tell them is I'm never going to teach this kid skiing. I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell him that your high school is doing this the wrong way. Right. I'm going to give him the tools to adapt what we do with what their philosophy is for their certain high school. Awesome. You know? So it's never going to be my way or the highway. I, the th- cool thing about really doing anything is the more you learn, the easier it is for these kids to apply it for sure. You know, because a lot of stuff concepts and blocking and stuff, those carry over and they mesh really well yeah. with a lot of things that high school coaches teach. Yeah. Yeah. They translate well. And that's, yeah. I would think too, like if I was going to teach a kid how to shoot a jump shot, that doesn't mean it's going to take, as you said, I'm, you know, re- I think re- rephrasing what you even said too, it's if I taught him how to have a jump shot, he's probably gonna take 500 jump shots a day. But when mm-hmm. he goes back to his high school, they're going to run an offense, but that that jump shot is going to transfer. So when he's yeah. open, he can hit it, you know, and it's, exactly. it sounds like the same concept for this yep. for football. Awesome. So um, let's talk about logistics. Um, I know you said you're running one now on Mondays and Wednesdays and not Tuesdays and Sundays <laughs> or whatever I said, it's Mondays and Wednesdays. And um, what, what's the time and, and how many hours are they looking at that kind of thing? Yeah. So we operate in four week blocks. Okay. Um, you have the option of coming once or twice a week for on-field sessions, mm-hmm. then you can add a third one for the film session. Um, so if you do two sessions a week over four weeks, that's eight sessions, eight hours of work. Each of our sessions are an hour long. Mm-hmm. And then for kids who, who are doing spring sports, I do a session on Sundays. That's an hour and a half long. Um, so you get six hours of work. Okay. Uh, just because... I think the more repetitions you get at it, the better you're going to do. Yeah. So I, I want to offer it, it's the price range is all over. It's I try and make this as affordable as possible awesome. for people because that's, that's the goal of this is to help as many kids out as I can. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, each, each session is an hour long right now. We have classes Monday, Wednesday from at four 30 and five 40 okay. on Mondays Two and Wednesdays. Groups. And then Sundays, it's from 1230 to two. 1232. Okay. I knew there was a Sunday in there. I knew yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a Sunday in there somewhere. So that's good. So, um, and if I'm interested, if I, or if I know someone that's interested, if I'm a high school coach and I'm interested, uh, if I pass this on to my high school coach or I'm a parent whose son plays for the high school team, all those people, how, what's the best way for me to find out more information? Uh, you can just shoot me an email, Mike at five dot academy.com. Um, the number five, right? Yep. The number five. Uh, we post a lot of stuff on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. If you want a little reference, little taste of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, also you can check out our website, five dot academy.com. Uh, there's some stuff in there, but 
the most effective way is to shoot me an email and, you know, we can set up a call and I can go over this in detail with you awesome. uh, because I mean, I'm not much of a talker, but mm -hmm. once I get talking about this, I'm, I get pretty fired up and I can ramble on. <laughs> yeah. And you can see that. I mean, you can see that this is your passion and um, I love that you've, you've found a space because I have to think that that is, you know, I mean, NFL players are warriors. And so on Sunday, I got to think, and especially turn on the TV. Like, have you, have you found a place now where you can turn on the TV and just watch the game? Or, oh, yeah. or did this, was this driven? I think you mentioned this a little bit, but it was this driven out of, man, I got to do something because I, I miss the game so much. Yeah. I mean, it, it's driven out of, I miss the game so much. Yeah. And I want to stay involved with it and give it back. You know, I, I've always said, I'm not just a football player, but at the end of the day, that's what I've done for the past 14 years of my life, Yeah, you know, is play football. And for five of those, I went to school, mm -hmm. you know, as a student athlete, key, the key to that being student first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it's what I love to do. I mean, I would sit down on Sundays and watch as many games as I could this past year. It's not something that I can give up, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, it's truly is my passion. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, you ready for some rapid fire? Let's do it. Okay, cool. All right. How many calories a day does the average NFL lineman consume? <laughs> Probably eight to 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you just said eight to 9,000. Yeah, pro seven, between seven and nine. Yeah, I was always a guy that struggled to keep weight on. So I'd have to eat as much as I could, you know, and there's guys who struggle to keep it off. So they yeah. have to go on a more strict diet plan. But I mean, we, cause I mean, think about training camp training when I was in training camp in Atlanta, I would lose 10 pounds a day easily. Oh my goodness. You know, and easily. So you have to replenish that with fluids and proper nutrition. So yeah, it, uh, it, it was a job, full-time job eating. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what does it even look like? Is it just high calorie stuff or are you just eating all day? Uh, you have your three big meals and you have two pretty decent snacks in between there. Um, wow. I mean, six eggs for breakfast and, <laughs> you know, it, it, lunch was always the tough one because it was right before practice. So yes. then, you don't want to see I it again. never ate too much at lunch, but dinner, I mean, yeah, it, uh, full-time job <laughs> Nine thousand calories that is unbelievable that's not the answer that i was uh, I, literally that's that was far i knew it would be a lot but not nine thousand calories uh, all right did you uh did you find that um you I, you think you answered it did you find that you immediately dropped weight as soon as you stopped playing so i always thought that i would um but i actually didn't i've stayed right around 300 i'm about 290 right now i want to get down to 270 265 but yeah that's that's my goal I don't, I didn't, I didn't notice that. That's why I asked that question. Cause I mean, you don't look to me like the size of an NFL lineman. And the other guy that I always think of is Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Like he, he went from being the center. Well, you might've played, did you play with Jeff or did he probably retired? No, I didn't. That, right? I didn't. Okay. But yeah, you know, Jeff, Jeff's big guy mm -hmm. he shows up on ESPN and he's weighed like 170 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like and half his size. That's what my college coach would always say to the guys who would be graduating. It's the plus or minus 50 club. You're either going to gain 50 or lose 50 right after you're done playing. Yeah. You're not going to stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Or like a Joe Thomas is another guy I think of from yeah. the Browns. Yeah. That, that guy's in incredible shape now. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me to see that. So, 
Okay. Uh, coldest game you ever played in? And I know this answer. Did you wear sleeves? I did not wear sleeves. It was one of the few games that I wore gloves. I never wore gloves. So my hands were kind of scarred up. But yeah. coldest game was probably my senior year. Uh, that Cat Grizz game I was telling you about against Montana. We were playing in at Montana in Missoula. The wind chill at kickoff was like 15 below. And I mean, it, it was, it was a cold one. It was a cold one. It was kind of funny. I remember after pregame warmups. So our offensive line coach was big, no sleeves guy for the O line. And we had a couple of kids from California that were pretty cold and our O line coach, he's a big guy. He's in there with his winter jacket on and gloves. And we all go up to him like, what the hell coach? <laughs> These guys can't wear sleeves, but you can stand there with a winter jacket. You know what? You're right. So he takes off his winter jacket. He has on a polo and winter gloves. And I mean, he's on the sideline shivering, trying to do adjustments. Hey, leadership. That's leadership, right? <laughs> That's exactly what he was. He was, he was one of the best leaders I've ever been around. So is there, and this wasn't on here, but is there a trick, is there a trick to, to no sleeves? Is it like, do you, do you, I know runners will sometimes use, you know, Vaseline or, you know, keep it, you put it on your face or, or you just go out there and man up. You just go out there. I mean, wow. once you get moving, it, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah. The most annoying thing is the heaters on the sideline that everybody huddles around. Yeah. They're usually right by the O-line bench. So we're trying to do adjustments and you have 20 guys huddled around a heater <laughs> Like, get the hell out of here, man. Come on. <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> Put your sleeves. <laughs> get away from All right. Uh, what's your favorite NFL town? It doesn't have to be what you played for. Favorite NFL town. We lived in Kansas City for two years, and we love that place. Yeah. And it, it, great people. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. great food. Barbecue there. Is oh, phenomenal. So good. so good. Kansas City was really cool. That would have been the plus 50 club if you went. Yeah, if we stayed there, I'd, I'd <laughs> plus 75 probably. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, uh, two more. Uh, did you ever score a touchdown? No, I didn't. Uh, college, we had a couple plays called for me that we repped up in practice, but I screwed those up. So never got called <laughs> in the game. <laughs> so no touchdowns. Let me, you got to be honest now, real, real honest, unscripted. Did, um, did you have a secret dance planned? if you would have scored a touchdown? So our O-line in San Francisco, we always had little dances that we do. Okay. It would rarely get caught on camera, but uh, yeah, we'd always have our secret little dances that we do in the back. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome. Well, man, you've been great. I know I've thrown a lot at you. Uh, the big thing is five dot. Um, just, just, I love what you're doing. The time I've been around it, I see the stuff that, that you guys, like you said, there's a lot on social media. Um, so I'm going to have everything in this, in the post below, you know, our video and the audio, uh, I'll have all your links as well, but let's, let's say them one more time. Just run it through me, run, run through it with me one more time for five dot. Uh, everything I need to know about five dot in an elevator speech. <laughs> yeah. So we're central Ohio's premier offensive line Academy. Uh, if you want to find out more, shoot me an email, Mike at five dot academy.com or our website, five dot academy.com and our Twitter handles are and Instagram are both at five dot Academy. So, awesome. uh, yeah, we, we'd love to help out anybody that comes in starting in the seventh grade on up. So, uh, yeah, don't be, don't be shy and reach out.
Well, this will go up right away. Um, but uh, you said you got another session coming up. We probably should have covered that. That's my bad. Terrible host. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> when's the next session start? So our next block starts, uh, I believe, March 29th. Yeah, March 29th. Okay, so a couple so, weeks. Uh, yeah, it's coming up quick. Um, we at, we usually don't let people come in mid-block just okay. because we start out with the bare basics of stance and all that, and we don't want to have one kid on the side who doesn't really understand the language that I'm using, um, and I have to help him along while it's being a disservice to the other guys in the class. So uh, get in before that next block starts and can't wait to work with anybody. Is there a limit to the class size? There is, isn't there? Yeah. So we have a small group and semi-private. Semi-private is up to four guys. Okay. Uh, small group is 10 guys. And then our large group, which is for middle schoolers only. Um, we don't have one of those up and running yet. That's up to 12 people. Okay. And there, there will, and this is recurring, right? So this will start, yeah. there's this, this four week block and then you'll have another one after that. If, if by chance somebody's listening to this and it's April, yep. Yep. there's another one coming, right? Yep. It's just going to keep rolling and we won't do anything during the football season. That's time for my, for our athletes to be with their teams, with their coaches, soaking all that coaching. So awesome. uh, right up until training camp, we're going to be rolling with blocks. Um, I'm going to try and get a calendar up on our website to let you know when the next block is coming. So, awesome. um, and what our tentative schedule is, there might be a week off here and there, but uh, yeah, it, it, we're just rolling through it and just want to get kids in the door. And one more question with, with regards to it. So if I'm, let's say I go through your first four week block, is there like a 101, 201, 301, or is it just like that four block and then you're, you kind of move on to your next group and start all over? Yeah, so that's eventually what I want to build it up to. Okay. I want to build it up into groups where I've had kids for the past four years. You yeah. know, this yeah. is obviously down the road. Yeah. Um, but right now with the numbers that we have, it'll, depending on how many new guys we have come in, I'll just be rolling into the next block and be doing a lot of the same stuff we're doing right now, but more in depth. Uh, more in-depth stuff but if we have a bunch of influx of new guys we'll start from 101 you know yeah. and from stance basics to weight distribution uh just so you can get ready to play yeah well i love it and uh you're good people mike i the first time we met you you were treating me like i've known you forever and uh, <laughs> i'm sure that was i'm sure that comes from your time you know meeting new teammates meeting new guys and just making those connections so i appreciate getting to see you almost every day I, even though i don't know what day it is <laughs> i do get to see you and uh, I, I just appreciate you coming on telling the story and and i really what i what i want to want somebody to take away is this well, hopefully what they've heard is this isn't just we're not slinging weight around or pushing yeah. a sled like you're you're teaching techniques that that yeah. will translate far beyond what you guys do at the spot while you're in the, in in your you know your block that's going to translate over to your high school and hopefully your college or whatever your aspirations are that stuff. And if it's not the actual physical stuff, it's the, 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 the approach mentally and the approach mm -hmm. to the challenges, as you said, the setbacks, the adversity. So I love what you're doing. I'm really a fan of five dot and uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me Aaron. Absolutely, man. Well, I'll see you soon. <laughs> you betcha. Take care. Thank you, Mike. You bet. All right.